Welcome back, children of the revolution, to the award-winning audio educational and anthology series. Yeah, I'm going to ride that horse the legs fall off. What you're not listening to here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com, and I am Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr., your host, show producer, webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer, doing it all here on the DIY. And this is the first of two shows uh, we're doing uh, for the very long 4th of July weekend, yes, Independence Day. Um, and I'm calling these uh, T-S-O-P Legacy Part 1, and then Part 2 will follow. Today's June 30th, uh, will follow on July 1st. And this is a look back at recordings from the greatest and most important R&B label of the 1970s, Philadelphia International Records, on their 50th anniversary with a selection of songs that go far beyond better-known recordings to many lost gems and fan favorites spanning almost their entire 20-year output. Imagine being part of uh, the founding of an entire music genre or subgenre. Then imagine being a part of two, then three, then four, all in a span of less than a decade. Though they may not have known it when they started, Philadelphia-born Kenny Gamble, originally a doo-wop singer, and New Jersey-born Leon Huff, a keyboardist, did exactly that. Gamble was discovered and managed by a songwriter, producer, and independent label owner named Jerry Ross, and the pair worked on numerous sessions for other artists and finally received a huge break when one of their songs, I'm Gonna Make You Love Me, became a huge international smash for Diana Ross and the Supremes with The Temptations. It was uh, at one of these sessions that Huff met Gamble, and the two became close. Gamble and Huff wanted to start their own label in the vein of Motown Records, which was the biggest black-owned label and business in the United States. They launched Gamble Records and started working with other acts they would discover, most notably the intruders on a series of major hits. They would also befriend, they would also befriend Jamaican-born transplant Tom Bell, a songwriter and producer, and in 71 started Philadelphia International Records, or PIR. The trio not only worked with artists on their own label, but wrote and produced hits for acts on other labels as well, notably the Stylistics on Avco, the Spinners on Atlantic, and many artists on CBS labels. They would also attract a wide variety of other production talents, such as McFadden and Whitehead, Bunny Sigler, Norman Harris, and a white Jewish lyricist named Linda Creed. Where other black labels had a house band with a distinctive sound, like the Funk Brothers at Motown and Booker T and the MGs at Stax, PIR had a house orchestra they named MFSB for Mother, Father, Sister, Brother, musicians that were often employed at Sigma Sound in Philadelphia, founded by audio engineer Joe Tarsia. The studio became so associated with 70s soul music that even David Bowie recorded his Young Americans LP there. We will continue this story in part two of this program, which will broadcast tomorrow, July 1st. And yes, I'm trying to keep it together here. We are in the middle of an unprecedented heat wave, triple-digit, record-breaking temperatures here in Portland. I'm actually in my kitchen right now, standing up uh, next to the dishwasher, as it's one of the cooler places in the, in the room right now. So if I lose it here and there, please forgive me. It's been, uh, it's been hot and sweaty and nasty, and hopefully everyone is staying safe. And uh, let's get to the music, shall we? The first track on our survey is actually two different acts. The first is a group made up of men, women, black and white, young and older members, a rarity for a number one single then or now. The second is a trio of women hailing from the city of brotherly love who are actually bigger in the UK than here at home. This is MFSB featuring The Three Degrees from the album Love is the Message from 1974. This is T-S-O-P and we will see you at about the half hour mark.
And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com's um, show for 4th of July holiday weekend. It's going to be a long one uh, since the 4th of July this year is on a Sunday. A lot of people are taking uh, the Monday off and probably even the Thursday or the Friday prior as well. And um, this is TSOP Legacy, The Sound of Philadelphia International Records. Uh, this is part one. And we're looking at part one of the show. Let's recap what we've heard so far before we get into the amazing second part. Kicked it all off with TSOP from 74, MFSB featuring the three degrees. Following that, a cover of um, 10 CC's I'm Not in Love from 1975 by D.D. Sharp Gamble from the album Happy About the Whole Thing. Another Philly native, Sharp was initially a child star in the 1960s who scored a series of dance theme hits, including Mashed Potato Time, Do the Bird, and Slow Twistin', a duet with Chubby Checker. She was married to PIR label founder Kenny Gamble until 1980. Following that, one of the defining songs of the decade from 1972, Billy Paul, 360 Degrees of Billy Paul's the album, Me and Mrs. Jones, oh yes. Born Paul Williams, he found his love of music from Soul and Jazz records his mother would collect, such as Billie Holiday and Jesse Belvin, and fans of this show should be familiar with those names. He was an unlikely music star. He was 38 years old when this song went to number one, and prior to this soul classic was a jazz musician. Following that, oh my God, from the album I'm In Love Again from 1983, Patti LaBelle, Love, Need, and Want You, a personal favorite. Like Billy Paul and Dee Dee Sharp, LaBelle was another Philly native with a long career prior to joining PIR. After uh, her namesake group disbanded in 76, she continued to chart hits on Epic Records as a solo act for years before landing at PIR, which gave her two major R&B singles with this track and If Only You Knew, both from the same album, before achieving mainstream success with the number one uh, Billboard Top 200 LP, Winner in You, on MCA in 1986. And uh, the song we just heard from the album Midnight Dancer, that was Midnight Dancer, 1979, and the group was Silk. A band that released only one LP of original material during their career, uh, this act was originally known as Ujima, which means collective work and responsibility in Swahili. They were an all-male act until the addition of vocalist Deborah Henry. Before becoming Silk, they had uh, changed their name again to Anglo-Saxon Brown. <laughs> I... That's I that's that's truly an unusual name. I, I there's something about it that just that hooks me. Their funky soul and dance recordings unfin- unfortunately fell out of favor with mainstream taste by 1980. And uh, we're, this one's going to be a little bit long because you need to hear this. So the act leading our second part was born Sarah Jean Perkins in Georgia. She has been associated with many independent labels, uh, not limited to, but including PIR, Motown, and Black Jazz. Yes, that was an actual label. It was on the Black Jazz label she recorded four LPs of material with her then-husband, Doug Karn. Back in October of last year, when the Record a Day challenge was made by the Vinyl Collectors community on Instagram, I lamented the lack of black artists in the collections of many. One day, I believe it was from the album Spirit of the New Land by the duo that I did a brief clip and posted it. Roughly six months later, I received a heart emoji from the vocalist on this release. I then found out she is new to Instagram and has been an ardent and vocal supporter of the PIR milestone. It was her that gave me the inspiration to do these shows. All right, children of the revolution. From the album When I Find You Love from 1979. This is Was That All It Was? And you may remember that from the Oscar-winning film Precious. The one... The only, the new to Instagram, the Gene Karn. And we'll see you just before the grand finale.
Baby, I got so much love to give And I want to give it all to you Close the door No need to worry no more Let's bring this day to a pleasant end Girl, it's me and you now I've waited all day long Just to hold you in my arms And it's exactly like I thought it would be Me loving you and you
Welcome back, Children of the Revolution, and one and all to what you're not listening to. Special uh, two-part July 4th Independence Holiday uh, shows. Um, yes, featuring the greatest black label of the 1970s, Philadelphia International Records. And I am still Daddy Ben Bear, your host and all-around monkey bear. And let's recap what we've heard in the second part of uh, part one, <laughs> for those keeping track, before we get into our grand finale. Kicked it all off with Was That All It Was from 1979 by Gene Carn, When I Find You Love. And if you find her on Instagram, please say hello. After that, from the album Potpourri from 74, uh, that was Thad Jones and Mel Lewis Blues in a minute. Formed in 65 by a black jazz trumpeter, Thaddeus Joseph Jones, and a white Jewish drummer, Melon Sokoloff, their band were an anomaly not just for PIR, but for then contemporary jazz. They played in a big band swing configuration and incorporated many modern instruments into their mix, including electric keyboards. Though both men have long since passed, their band continues to this day playing regular gigs at, gigs at the Village Vanguard in New York City. And following that, whoo, gasp and swoon, I just got the vapors. <laughs> I think I need a cigarette after that one, honey. The song we just heard from 78 from the album Life is a Song We're Singing, Close the Door by Teddy Pendergrass. The 70s were the era of the masculine, smooth as silk, and sweet as Swiss chocolate black male lover man vocalist, and P.I.R. had their own superstar with Teddy Pendergrass. Originally a drummer, he found his initial fame as the vocalist for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Scoring a string of massive hits, his hugely successful solo career was sidelined by a near-fatal auto accident in 1982. All right. Now... As we get into our finale here, um, and this this deals with the Fourth of July in the way most white Americans aren't ready for, it. and in, this will also be continued as a theme at the beginning of part two as well. Gamble and Huff were very cognizant that not only should they be a successful label with popular records, but were also at the vanguard of what were known as message songs. If you remember our three-part series from a year ago, all of the acts on the label. Uh, excuse me, of all the acts on the label, no one recorded more of their topical and political recordings than this act, the label's biggest success. It details the journey of a black person from Africa on a slave ship and is easily one of the heaviest recordings ever to come from the label. And in response to those who state, well, I wasn't there, why is this my problem and why do I need to hear about it? Guess what? My mother was an immigrant to this country in the 50s, and so was my paternal grandfather in the 30s to escape the Nazis, of which the remainder of my family back in Germany did not. You're an American now, and this is our history, whether you choose to realize or admit it. To my fellow white people, just because you weren't part of the problem doesn't mean you can't be part of the solution. And if you have questions, feedback, dedications, love letters, and requests are always welcome, please drop me a line at Daddy Ben Bear, one word, daddybenbear at gmail.com, or find me on my design site at aospdx.com, where there's a contact page, or on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Love to you all. And this is the title track to Ship Ahoy from 73 by the OJs.
There's a man 